Despite half the roster being out for the Panthers, the Panthers still find a way to beat the Ottawa Senators and win the season series 3-1-0 and against the Sens. And the Florida Panthers' magic number to clinch the President's Trophy is now at one. On this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, Nick Fairbanks from PantherParkway.com will be joining me to chat about this 4 to nothing win over the Ottawa Senators and one step closer to the President's Trophy for these Florida Panthers, all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Friday, April 29th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Word to our team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And don't forget to also follow the national show Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So the Florida Panthers, like I said at the top, a lot of the roster was out for for this one, Um, especially those of Alexander Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, with him being seven points behind in the race for the Art Ross. Sergei Borovsky didn't even dress. Jonas Johansson was the backup for the Florida Panthers, just to name a few for the Florida Panthers. Claude Drew is another one uh, that didn't play. Radko Gudis, Anton Lindell. Um, so lots of players out. The Florida Panthers, of course, call up Matt Kierstead, Alexi Hepaniemi, and Cole Schwitt uh, in this one. And they still found a way to get a win. And just as we start recording um, this live edition of Locked On Panthers, um, we were going to react live to the score out in Colorado where the Nashville Predators are now tied with the Colorado Avalanche 4-4 in the third period. And let me bring in my guests so we could discuss this win, along with um, reacting live to um, Preds um, Avalanche, is my colleague from PantherParkway.com, another Friday edition of the show. Nick Fairbanks is back. Nick, how are you doing tonight? Doing very well. Uh, you know, took it real easy like the uh, Florida Panthers did tonight and uh, just enjoying it, um, you know, enjoying the ride right now. I think I'm actually on board with uh, getting the President's Trophy and hopefully uh, the Predators within the next 10, 15 minutes can take care of that for us. It's weird because going into a game like tonight, I was I had a few school of thoughts, which the first one was, the Ottawa Senators won five straight going into this one. Um, the Panthers resting of, of their players, which was the right thing to do, win or loss. And and just saying, man, this team could easily find themselves at the end of the night tied in points with Colorado and a regulation loss and a win of any kind for Colorado. The, the Florida Panthers would no longer be in control of their own destiny. But then I had to remind myself once again that we're, that the Florida Panthers are going for something bigger than just than just that. They're going for health, and it'll only matter if they meet 
in the Stanley Cup final. So a few school of thoughts that I was not going to lie. I was very conflicted on um, coming into this, but just another character win as well. And you lay, let it loose tonight. I let it loose tonight as well a little bit. It was just casually uh, just watching as, as, as well, just a little bit more relaxed than a typical game um, as well. And it was a very relaxing night as well because of the NFL draft and the Miami Dolphins not having any picks as well. So that was a, it was a very, um, it was a very at ease night for uh, South Florida sports fans. What, what was, what were your school of thoughts going into this one? Um, you know, number one, I, I think you tweeted it out was, you know, just make sure that everybody's healthy and that they're not putting them in a position to either get hurt or, to get a suspension, because let's face it, uh, all it takes is one hit or one little minor infraction, and they could say something wrong to the referee, and hey, you know, uh, you're going to get a game ban for saying what you just said to him, you know. Um, so just coming out with all parts, you know, intact and uh, ready to go, not only for maybe tomorrow, I don't know how many more players they might sit tomorrow, um, but just going into next week, just fully locked in, healthy, and ready to go. Uh, the other school of thought I had was, listen, you know, it's the Ottawa Senators. Not, 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 you know, too worried. Yeah, they won five straight, but, you know, even our AHL line, you know, we call up three people, uh, can come in and take care of business. And, um, you know, no issues with Spencer Knight getting uh, probably his last start of the season, got a shutout. So I think it really bodes well and actually really shows, again, the depth of this team, uh, you know, going into the playoffs. And Bruno even talked about it after the game, talking about how this has been the depth that the Florida Panthers have had all year and that they've been showcasing. And it's just continuing to um, come into uh, fruition uh, this season. Uh, so we got a little bit of a comment right here. Uh, Gator Rock, Tim, uh, talking about the score. And uh, Brad uh, has the trophy. Uh, don't celebrate too much just yet, uh, Brad, um, <laughs> because um, nothing is set in stone yet for the Florida Panthers in the in their quest for the President's Trophy. But um, now only takes um, one point for the Panthers to get the President's Trophy. Um, it, it really comes down to, like, my mindset going into some, a game like tomorrow is <laughs> at least have a one-goal lead within the last five minutes in case something, something goes wrong. Of course, something can go right tonight with the score currently being four, four in Colorado, but just, you know, likely going to be the same lineup tomorrow with a few little more tweaks, but the, if they were to beat the Ottawa senators um, after the way they lost to them back in December, of course, uh, for some context, COVID and all, and then coming back, from three nothing just last month. I'm I feel very good going into tomorrow. Yeah, I mean we're we're playing a you know a Montreal Canadiens team that is going to finish last, and uh, I think I read somewhere today that they are the first team in history to go from a Stanley Cup final to dead last. No American team could say that. Only a Canadian team, and it happens to be Montreal, one of the more storied franchises. So, you know, like I'm going to dunk on them right there. But <laughs> the the big thing that they need to get out of tomorrow, again, is health and make sure they don't do anything stupid. My, my big thing is maybe you rest Sam Reinhardt, maybe Bennett, um, and maybe Verhage. Um, I think those are the three players that you really need 
uh, to not only get off to a good start in the first round, but you're going to need them for a long postseason run. Um, I think somebody on Twitter pointed this out, and I absolutely agree 100%. And I think his name was Bill. He said that during the first round that the top players are going to be covered. Like, so you have your Barkovs, your Huberdos, all that. They're going to be covered, and they're not probably going to produce a lot. And if they do, that that's awesome. That it probably is a great thing for the Panthers. But it's going to be your Verhages. It's going to be your Reinhardt. It's going to be your Bennett's. It's going to be your Duclairs. The depth that we talk about and that we've talked about all season are the ones that are going to have to come through and really, um, you know, put the team over the top, which they've shown it all season. But what it, what's going to happen when the top line can't produce or let's say they have a couple of off shifts or somebody gets hurt, are they going to be able to pick up the slack when it means the most? And that's what Bill Zito has been able to do since he's come in. That was the struggle for all these years of the Panthers not finding those complementary pieces that mesh with the core. Mm-hmm. And we've seen many off nights from not many, but a few off nights from Barkoff and Huberto, and they still find ways to win. That's a credit to the front office. That's a credit to the coaching staff. And they, and, and those are the guys who will be needed during this uh, playoff run. You spoke about, um, you spoke about not getting a suspension. You spoke about not getting hurt. Let's continue that conversation on the end of the break, because there's a specific player that I do want to, uh talk about in relation to that i think you know i, I think you know where where i'm going there but it's um too. yeah let, yeah let, let's 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 talk about um let's talk about that in the next segment but first we're going to tell you all about built bar i'm going to full screen myself i have a uh cherry barcia um flavor built bar right at my in my possession so um the summer is coming and with summer you're going to have some foods on the go built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations throw them in your bag your kids backpack make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for all your summer adventures the best part about built bars they're healthy and delicious no more sacrificing delicious food for health with built bar you can have both it's easy all you have to do is go to built.com and order now and nick have you have you tried the puffs have you tried built bar by any chance no uh, i would love to try them though they sound tasty yeah i mean jacob's tried them i mean you step up your game man like get some built bars in you like you know sometimes it could be a meal replacement for for your breakfast i mean it's a you know think think about this um most uh bars uh most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein i mean that's something you can't beat so um so yeah for everyone listening go to built.com and and use promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order so once again that's uh built.com 15 percent off your order and use code lock 15 at built.com second segment here on the lockdown florida panthers podcast thank you for making the lockdown florida panthers podcast your first listen of today and don't forget to also um, listen to the lockdown now podcast it's nightly recaps of every NHL game from each of the local experts across the National Hockey League. So I, I love that you brought up a few points based on suspensions, um, based on injuries. Um, of course, the player that we both think of and many people around this fan base think of the first one is Sam Bennett. Of course, yep. uh, there could be a little bit of um, not so good decisions with um, Benny at times, but man, Ben, Sam Bennett must have heard Jacob and I the other night kind of criticizing him based on how he's played as of late and just um, 
just uh, creating an opportunity of just Sam Reinhardt creating an opportunity for uh, Sam Bennett uh, right in front of the net. Um, um, excuse me, the other way around. Bennett creating the opportunity for Sam Reinhardt creating the steal mm-hmm. and winning the board battle uh, right behind the net and then setting up Sam Reinhardt uh, for the first goal of the game. And also credit to Lucas Carlson as well, creating that steal um, as the as the Ottawa Senators were trying to clear the zone. I mean, he didn't get an assist on the goal, but still the um, they were able to work it around. And then uh, Sam Bennett gets the rebound off an Anthony Clare shot. So, I mean, credit to Sam Bennett um, in this one. He And even though he hasn't have a, had a good stretch, um, tonight is a big confidence boost for someone like Sam Bennett, who has been in a little bit of a tough stretch. Yeah, and, you know, there there's some people out there that are wondering, like, well, how did this guy score 28 goals? Well, you know, all that home cooking we did in the first part of the season where, you know, we were winning, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 games at home in a row. Well, Benny does his damage at home. So the fact that the Florida Panthers are, you know, trying to get home ice advantage throughout all the playoffs and hoping it's a huge playoff run, um, you would hope that he's going to start getting hot at the right time and scoring big goals. Uh, the only concern that, you know, Panther fans have is, you know, when is he going to take a bad penalty? Because it seems like every single game he's taking one. And the game that I was at earlier this week in Boston, um, I saw it as clear as day. He definitely took uh, a hooking on the uh, hands of uh, one of the Boston players, and he tried arguing it. But if I can see it from mid-level deck of when he, where he got the stick on, it's, it wasn't necessary. Um, I also liken him to over to Trocheck. I, I think he – he means well, and I think he's really trying to drive the play, but I don't think that's his best asset. I think his best asset is to use his speed to get behind uh, the defense and actually chase down pucks and actually uh, win those board battles. But I feel like he likes to carry the puck a lot, and unfortunately what happens is, like Trocek, like many of us saw, he would turn over the puck a lot or he would create chances going the other way for the other team. So um, just hoping that he can find a groove um you know maybe into tomorrow and going into the playoffs where he'll be a big asset instead of uh, a possibly a liability i'm looking up his home road splits right now um <laughs> with uh sam it's, bennett it's not um, pretty yeah um 21 of those 28 goals um for sam bennett um 21 of those are at home and yep. seven of them seven of them are on, on the road so big difference between uh, Sam Bennett's uh, production at FLA Live Arena versus at um, in other arenas. So good, good uh, point that you brought up there um, for uh, Sam Bennett, and also credit to Carter Verhage as well. Um, two two goals, two goals in this one. Etulus Theranen, oh my God, uh, cre- creating a steal that um, in the neutral zone, just as it was outside mm-hmm. the blue line, and then creating that opportunity for. Uh, Carter Verhagen, that's Barkov's um, line mate right there too. So uh, the fact that this season his cap hit is one million dollars right before his big extension hits next season, um, this is another great game that that Carter Verhage, someone like um, him, uh, can definitely get going as well. And I'm looking up, I'm, I'm kind of looking up the point production for Carter Verhage, and it's it's been a little bit. Um, for for Carter, I mean, he he went pointless in the last uh, five games, um, right before tonight. So um, good to keep his confidence going as well. Carter is 
he was unfortunately let go by Tampa Bay because they just couldn't keep him. They couldn't afford him. So, you know, somebody's, you know, unfortunate trash is another man's gold. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying Carter's trash at all, but definitely has worked out perfectly for the Florida Panthers. I think he is one of the irreplaceable players on this team right now, um, outside of, you know, Barkoff and Uberdo. And, you know, I'm going to throw Lundell in there because I have to. But um, he can play on any line and he can produce something. It's whether with a shot or how he plays, you know, on along the boards. He's one of the forwards that I noticed in his first season that was not afraid to get in the dirty areas and try to win pucks and everything. And I think that was another thing that Florida tried to shore up over the last couple seasons of, you know, guys actually going in and taking care of business. But, you know, he can go pointless, but he's still setting up a lot of opportunities for other players, and he's still noticeable on the ice. He'll always have a two-way game to actually fall back on. So um, to say that, you know, he has a cold spell, it's fine. Um, you can definitely see that there were times where, you know, he was snake bitten. Like he was on the doorstep a couple of times early in the year where he hadn't scored in like eight games. And all of a sudden, every single game after, you know, those eight, it seemed like for five or six games straight, he was storing a goal or two or, mm. you know, having a beautiful play set up. So Carter definitely uh, is a part of the, um, what do we call it here? The, the solution? Uh, the nu- yeah, the solution, the nucleus, whatever you want to call it of this team. And I am so happy that he's locked up uh, past this, uh, past this season and got the race that he uh, most deservedly got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about that fourth line, um, Joe Thornton, um, Cole Schwitt and uh, Alexi Hepaniemi, the, the veteran, um, the broadcast was talking about their combined age is just one year older than Joe Thornton. Um, mm-hmm. And just the, the the talk of Joe Thornton about how um, people le- listen when he talks about how much of a good presence he is in the locker room. Just I know Cole Schwitt and um, Alexi Hepaniemi are not going to be part of the 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 playoffs for the Panthers. They're going to be sent back to Charlotte for the Calder Cup playoffs. But still, even if it's a, a little bit of a short time that they get to spend with uh, Joe Thornton, that's uh, time well spent, and it, it kind of even though Yarmir Yager was with the Panthers a lot longer than Joe Thornton, um, just that's just another example of, you know, when a youngin comes on a, to a team and they have uh, someone with that kind of experience, it's just like, li- listen more than you talk and take in what someone like Joe Thornton is, is saying. So I, I'm, I'm happy that Heppo and uh, Schwitt got, an opportunity to be on that same line as Joe Thornton. And he's the ultimate professional. I mean, you, you see how he interacted not only with his teammates and his, you know, the team and the media when he was over in San Jose with Brett Burns doing the whole beard thing and everything. And he's a really laid back, chill dude. Um, and I think that's another thing that Bill Zito probably wanted to bring in. It was, you know, a, a leader who could be, you know, that loose and also turn it on when the game starts and also be serious when needed to. Um, You know, this is my opinion, but I I feel like Yamir Yager was brought in for a reason to get Uberto and Barkov going, Um, you know, kind of give them a template to kind of go after. Whereas I think Joe Thornton was brought in for the entire team to kind of get mentoring, uh, to not be so hard on themselves and also just to, you know, show them that, you know, there's a different way that you guys can play and come together as a team instead of just playing individually. 
Um, you know, so I, I think he's been a huge addition um, to this team, not only coming together, but, you know, have you heard him complain about playing time at all this season? Nope. You know, I, I, I could honestly think of some stars probably in the past that if they were to play in Florida and only getting four or five minutes and maybe playing maybe once every two weeks would probably say, hey, uh, I want out or I need to play more, trade me. Um, he hasn't said one thing, and I think he has a good spot here. And it will be interesting to see um, how Bruno wants to use him in the playoffs. Um, I wonder if it's going to be power play. Um, if it's going to be to win a face-off when uh, the team needs it, if Barkoff or Giroud can't take it, you know, what is his role going to be? And, you know, is it going to be a big one that's going to pay off uh, in the end? I'm really not sure. Uh, that's a <laughs> big wild card uh, question. And um, I think he's not going to start the series. I think he's going to be uh, in the later l- latter part of the series, um, especially if desperate times uh, come for, for the Panthers. Uh, which we're we're definitely not hoping uh, that's the case um, for the cat. <laughs> so um, it's funny because the defense uh, defense also looked a little different too. Uh, Matt Kierstead was back, uh, took a really uh, strange penalty um, out of position. I, I think he the person he tripped was Brady Kachuk um, as mm. he was breaking into the as he was crashing the net, um, just out of position. That one. I mean, last time uh, Matt Kierstead was. Uh, up in the NHL level, um, at, um, at least uh, top um, a good amount of minutes. I mean, he scored a goal um, in, in that mm-hmm. game against the LA Kings. That was really the only good part about that night. But Matt Kier said was back. He was um, um, Pateri Limbaugh was in the, in the lineup. Robert Haig. So a lot of <laughs> different look for the defensive pairings as well. So that was that. It's going to be a weird uh, couple of days um, for for the for the Panthers and of course health is is numero uno numero uno so that's really what what it comes down to so nick um we we have we have some more uh playoff picture related things to talk about um before we get to the break um colorado and nashville are still tied at four but there's still plenty of other things to talk about around the nhl as in relation to how the first round is eventually going to look but first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the best sports development league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks here from PantherParkway.com on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, um, as expected, um, Alexander Oveshkin did not dress for the Washington Capitals tonight. Um, I spoke a little bit about his durability over the years, how it's been freaking great for, for Ovi, mm-hmm. how he's been able to um, – you, you look at um, just hockey reference, see – high 70s low 80s in in the games he he's played most of his season so he doesn't miss time um the new york islanders win again against the washington capitals mm-hmm. that, that was their game in hand for washington now they're a point back at pittsburgh so now um pittsburgh who they face i'm gonna look it up real quick i um they face columbus tomorrow at home mm-hmm. and washington they face the new york rangers on the road tomorrow um as well 
Looks like I, I'm going to assume it's Georgiev that's going to start for the New York Rangers. Um, and the, a lot of the players are going to rest. But I also believe Washington is going to rest, too. So that's going to be a hard game to predict. Um, don't know what uh, Columbus is going to look like, neither. We don't even look know who, what Florida is going to look like, neither, as well. So if Pittsburgh gets at least a point, it'll be Washington, Florida, no matter what Washington does in mm-hmm. in in Madison Square Garden. Um, here's another interesting one, Nick. The Minnesota Wild are two points ahead of the St. Louis Blues, but the Blues own the tiebreaker um, for the first round matchup. Hmm. If this result holds, um, excuse me, if not holds because it's tied for, for the Avs and Predators, if the Colorado Avalanche end up winning against the Nashville Predators, it'd be Avs wild tomorrow. Do you think we'll see? Do you think we'll see the Minnesota Wild trying to go for home ice advantage against the St. Louis Blues, um, trying to get that point because uh, St. Louis plays Vegas. Vegas is a disaster. Their season's over already, so it's kind of really hard to predict like what kind of Minnesota Wild team we would see tomorrow if this result holds between. Colorado and Nashville. Excuse me, if the if the Colorado Avalanche mm-hmm. find a way to win. So I, I think it's in the best interest of any team to do what's in your best interest. Um, so if Minnesota views it as they're a very good home team, which they, they look like they are, um, I would do everything in my power to make sure that I do get a home ice advantage outside of, you know, Colorado and everything. Um, you know, I I think the Blues are a good matchup for them. Um, I think it would be actually a good six or seven game series. But, um, you know, would you want to have the home ice advantage during that type of series? I would. Um, You know, it it doesn't always work out to the point where the home team wins the series. But, you know, you always want to give yourself that advantage. Um, And in regards to, you know, the Eastern playoff race and everything, um, it's kind of weird that um, Capitals keep losing. And I'm not going to say it's, you know, because Ovechkin's been out or anything like that. I mean, he's obviously their anchor and everything. But you have to kind of wonder if they're losing on purpose. Uh, maybe they want to play Florida. That's valid. Because um, um, who valid. knows? I mean, uh, you know, you and I are, you know, both, you know, fans of our goaltending situation to a point. Um, but when it comes to Washington, we don't know what kind of goaltending they're going to get. We don't know if they're going to be good, if they're going to be bad, if – you know, they're going to have to call somebody up, things like that. So you have to wonder if the matchup between Florida and Washington is going to be more similar um, in play style than what we expect. Um, Because if both teams, goaltenders don't play well, it's going to be run and gun and it's going to be whoever can outlast the other. And to me, I'd rather go against the Capitals in that way than the Pittsburgh Penguins, to be honest with you. Um, so that's why I'm still going with uh, wanting to play the Capitals. Yeah, if and here's the weird thing too, the Pittsburgh Penguins would own a tiebreaker, not even because of the first tiebreaker, neither. Hmm. They would actually own it for the second tiebreaker if they were to win in regulation. If the mm-hmm. Capitals were to win in regulation tomorrow, and the Pittsburgh, um, uh, and if the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, get an o- overtime loss and they tie in points because they would have the same amount of regulation wins, but it would actually favor them in regulation overtime wins. So it would take Mm. a second tiebreaker in order for the Pittsburgh Penguins to um, clinch that spot. So that 
I, I honestly, I think my attention will be more on those games than honestly Florida Montreal tomorrow, uh, because you, you only worry about really the President's Trophy if you get to the final. Once again, that's something that I'll continue to, um, to, uh, to go to my grave about when it comes to that. But yeah, um, second tiebreaker will be required. And um, I, I have I, one more thing I wanted to add, if you don't mind. Okay, go for it. Tampa Bay still hasn't locked down the third spot. Mm-hmm. Boston is now one point behind them. <laughs> mm. Toronto might play Boston in the first round. <laughs> and Tampa Bay could play Carolina. <laughs> Rematch of last year's Central Division. I wonder how that would play out. I, I honestly would pick t- uh, Toronto over Boston this year. I agree. And I would pick Tampa and, over Toronto. Oh, yeah. I would pick Tampa over Toronto for sure. Um, and then as far as if it was Carolina, Boston, I'm going to have to give it to Boston on that one because we don't know how long Anderson's going to be out. I think he's going to be out four to six weeks, so he's out the first round. But if it's Tampa and Carolina, baby, seven-game series, bloody, everything you're going to want. And the goaltending department just won the Jennings Trophy for Antti Ranta and Freddie Anderson. But – they're both hurt. So yep. uh, that's a tough spot to be in if you're the Canes um, as well. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because a, ba- a battle of Florida in their Eastern Conference final could very well happen. That is the most that hold on. I, I need a screen share of this for people on the YouTube. I, I need to. This is a must because I'm looking at it straight ahead. I, I don't have the tab open for our, our screen. Because mm-hmm. I'm just staring at these standing standings right now. I need to share it with the with the with the audience. Like, like let, let's take let's just take a look. Like, I hope I hope you can see my cursor, uh, Nick. Um, but l- look at this, Boston, and l- let's look at the tiebreakers. Tiebreaker and regulation win was would go in favor of Boston. So, an overtime loss and a Boston win would ha- would make that yep. happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow could be chaos. To- oh, tomorrow could- definitely. To- tomorrow could be absolute chaos, and we could have matchups that we never thought. We thought Tampa and Toronto were very close to being completely lo- locked in, and um, it- it- it's it's not. Um, by the way, um, there's 36 seconds left in uh, Predators uh, um, Avs, so. Um, so the um, the Predators just went on a power play, but they did not score. So, mm. um, so still um, plenty of time for the Preds to make something happen um, based on on the on the score and a chance for the uh, Florida Panthers to possibly win uh, the President's Trophy. But man, still in a great position regardless of what is going to happen for the Florida Panthers. I mean, and we didn't even get to talk about spencer knight too much in nope. this show let stop all 27 of his shots the defense was great in front of him and and just another impressive showing i i we want sergey Bobrovsky to do well mm-hmm. but we know that if it comes to spencer knight having to be between the pipes that we feel really good about it i feel real i feel i feel i feel good that if if Spencer Knight were to get a start or two, even come in relief that the Florida Panthers will be fine. And sometimes we see a different type of motivation 
for the Panthers in front of him versus when Sergey Bobrovsky and because we've seen that many times and it's happened in their comebacks where they've gone from four back and that's the that's the strange thing about it all yeah it just shows the team's uh probably a little bit more comfortable in them or that they feel like they have to tighten up um you know defensively and then the offense can do what they do um you know and we just saw that um you know overtime in Colorado so uh keeping everybody up to date on that but um I, I think that we want Bobrovsky to be the guy. And it's not only because he's making $10 million a year, but I genuinely like the guy. Um, I think he works harder than any player or any goaltender in the league, um, whether that's, you know, um, you know, a positive thing or a negative thing. I mean, he could be overworking himself, but I just think he genuinely is a good guy. And I think he deserves a lot of, um, you know, praise for the season that he's put together. Um, I think he's put himself in a position to um, have a successful uh, postseason. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it comes down to winning. And if he's not getting it done, then we do have a backup goaltender that can definitely uh, step in and get the team where it needs to be. Um, I actually didn't know that it was Spencer's uh, second shutout of the season. I thought he had more than that, to be honest. Um, And that goes to show either he's come in games, you know, and relief and hasn't let anything in or he's taken leads in. Um, you know, shutout leads into the third period late in the games and somehow uh, a puck squeaks through and everything. So um, either way, you know, I think we're good to go in goaltending for the playoffs. Um, let's just hope that Bob can secure that um, right off the bat. And, um, you know, maybe maybe Spence gets a start um, because of an off game and Bob can come back strong right after that. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you see how I'm, I'm kind of trying to pull up what how Sergei Bobrovsky has done in April. I mean, we – we spoke about how he did in March, um, going seven zero and zero, and getting mm-hmm. third star, third start of the month. Um, it's funny because when you look at the numbers based on the month that Bobrovsky has, eight ninety three um, say percentage, three point two seven goals against average. That those numbers, when I look at those, they don't actually do it justice, and I think they're a little bit skewed mm-hmm. based on how he was in the beginning of the month, and. Yeah. Where Sergey Bobrovsky was from the middle of the month to now, it's it, it it if people were to look at the number the month as a whole, you kind of have to put a little bit of context in there. Correct. Uh, he was amazing in the Boston game. Um, he was the best player by far. He he definitely made sure that the team was within a goal for much of the game until you know obviously the empty netters happened. But um, that's the Bob you need. Uh, that's the Bobby you need to win. Um, and if the team was out there actually trying to win the game, which clearly they were not, uh, Barkov and most of the first line and everybody was taking a seat after that, Gudis and Lundell um, were taken out for precautionary reasons. So if we can get that, Bob, in the playoffs, I'm going to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, no, no problems with, with him at all. I just – I think he's ready. I think he is too. And um, I, I think he definitely is too. Um, while, while, while we're here and we talk about um, your little trip to Boston, um, mm-hmm. got to talk about a little bit of the food you tried over there. If you had a chance <laughs> to try any food, did you happen to try uh, Wahlburgers by any chance? I was not able to. I didn't pass by one, unfortunately. Um, I ended up doing the whole uh, historic tour with the, the freedom red trail. line and, yeah the freedom trail with the red line and the red brick all around the city i was able to do that all three parts of it 
Uh, visited Little Italy. I think I spent a little bit too much time in Little Italy. No um, problem with that. No, uh, it was quite interesting because I think the audio that I was listening to, the whole uh, Italian part of the tour just talked about the restaurants and what they were known for. There was no like history of like, oh yeah, you know, this is when the Italians came. No, no, no. You want to go to this restaurant for this bread. You want to go over here for, you know, gabagool. And if you want the best chicken parm, John Bujagross, you want to go here. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that really kind of like after walking for like four and a half, five miles around the city and everything kind of had to stop, you know, have a, you know, a Peroni, have a, you know, a, brusch a bruschetta and uh, a nice um, chicken parm there too. So, um, and then obviously took in some, uh, food and beverages at the game. Yeah. And TD garden, that's a place to go to, of course, a, an original six team, uh, mm -hmm. as well. Um, historic. And of course, walking that bridge, uh, across, uh, the TD garden, I forget the name of that bridge, but, um, you walk, you crawl, you walk across that bridge and you see the water deck definitely like right under you. Um, mm -hmm. You, you drop something in between that, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know if you had a chance to walk across that bridge. Um, I, I honestly did not. I went around, uh, I went, um, I was still on the trail and everything. So I was going um, across the river towards Charlestown and everything. They had uh, like a little path that you can go by where they have the uh, Boston Maritime Police Station there. Mm -hmm. uh, for people listening, um, the... There is the site of the Boston Massacre uh, as well. Fun fact mm -hmm. about the Boston Massacre is the sign that it is on is actually not where it happened. It actually happened right in the middle of the street. So they had to move uh, the 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 sign when it comes to that in order for people not to go on the street for, of course, people getting hit by cars. So yeah. that's, another, that's another thing uh, about that. And... Rambling on mostly because we're still finding out um, the the score between uh, Nashville and Colorado. So bear with us, whoever uh, for everyone <laughs> listening uh, live. But the I, I remember going on a tour bus in Boston, and the tour guide said, "That is the Bobby Orr statue. He is the greatest hockey player of all time. And if you disagree, you can leave this charter." <laughs> You sound like you're from there. I I, I don't know. I, I tried doing my best uh, Bostonian uh, accent. That's uh, pretty from, good. From what, what when I went, um, Sam Adams is another great place to go for yep. anyone who uh, who uh, gets a chance to go to Boston. That did you get a chance to go? Yes, uh, it was on the path. So of course I uh, took a detour. I pressed pause on my tour button and I said I'm going to go to Sam Adams and Enjoy try one of those. Did you go to Doyle's? No, I did not go to Doyle's. Oh, that's that's the thing. That's the restaurant across the street from Sam Adams. The very popular, <laughs> very popular restaurant. I must have gone when it wasn't popular because there was nobody out. There was barely any cars out. It was just me and my Panthers jacket walking around waiting to get hazed and stuff. And <laughs> didn't happen. Not not once. Yeah, I mean, it's not a Rangers jersey um, that you're wearing there. So, I mean, you were a lot safer than than uh mo most people um over I there i probably would have gotten hazed if i was wearing a Bru uh, bruins jersey uh you know apparently because what i saw at the game and everything seems like uh bruins fans like attacking each other more than other teams fans 
it's strange. We were talking about this pre-recording about uh, Northeastern fans, about how they go about things versus uh, Southeastern um, uh, teams. Um, a little bit of a score update for Colorado, uh, Nashville, 159 left in overtime. Um, still nobody has scored. Um, Colorado has controlled possession throughout most of the overtime. Um, so, so, I mean, man, the Nashville Predators, let's talk about them a little quick. Go, going back to like hockey topic, but David Riddich, um, backup goaltender for the, um, Nashville Predators. He, it's funny because he actually got, was the goalie who started for Nashville when the Florida Panthers went on their three game home losing streak, uh, back in late mm-hmm. February. Um, we were thinking, um, it was um, JF Berube, David Riddich, and um, Miko, Miko Koskinen for the Edmonton yeah. Oilers. And what a what a different turnaround that the Florida Panthers had. And even before then, that, that was such a weird part of that season, of the season. And then just to go off of the 13-game the um, winning streak as well, and then, of course, they have that dud in uh, against Tampa Bay to kind of, you know, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to have the last home game be uh, a loss like that. But of course, there's context with, um, with that type of game, and, and the context is that when you looked at Alexander Barkov skating across when they were trying to, when the Tampa Bay Lightning were chasing the puck, um, shorthanded, and you mm-hmm. saw the way Barkov skated. It's just saying they're just trying to preserve their energy for the playoffs. And it's just, it, it's a really hard, it, this whole week in general has just been really hard to evaluate this team. Um, and if Panther fans are trying to evaluate this week, um, I say crumble up your papers and just throw it into trash because this is, mm-hmm. I don't think this is an accurate representation, good or bad, of where this team is. Even in a four, even this 4 win, you can't really evaluate too much of, of it. Well, no, and, um, you know, like we were talking about, you know, loosey-goosey just watching the game, not really putting a lot of, you know, energy behind it, and they win. I mean, I didn't honestly didn't expect them to win. It seemed like Ottawa was icing their whole team and everything. I mean, I, I know that um, their top goaltender wasn't in tonight, but, you know, Forsberg. But, you know, you, you would think that they would get a, um, you know, a challenge, and it doesn't seem like they really did. Um, so I, I just – it, it, it's just interesting to me that, you know, teams can have these backup goaltenders and Florida is one of them that can just come in and they look like a Vesna trophy winner. I don't get it. I, I really don't. Is it just because he's been rested and now he's coming out and he's just going to do whatever he can with the time that he has, or, eh, you know, I, I really haven't played and you know, whatever, I, I'm going to play how I want to play. Or maybe I'll give the you team in front of them plays. I'll give you an example. Sergey Bobrovsky's very first season with the Panthers. Chris Drieger. Chris yeah. Drieger. Like Chris Drieger was great. Like in in, yeah. in some of the starts that he had. Um, I mean, but the splits were still like very different. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna look that up real quick. Chris Drieger 2019. Cause I remember I remember just seeing how great Chris Drieger was um every time he would uh suit up in those limited starts. Um he for, would suck the puck in. Like he he would not allow any rebounds where Bob would just cough it up or he would play the puck and it would be turned over right away. Mm-hmm. 
NHL.com is taking a little bit of time um, to load. The shootout be- between um, uh, Nashville and Colorado is about to begin. Uh, quickly, um, talking about Chris Drieger. This was Chris Drieger in 12 starts with the Panthers. 205 goals against. Mm-hmm. 938 save percentage. One shutout in there. Of course, small sample size with Chris Drieger, but man, what a, what 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 a yeah. what a what a time whenever he was in in the crease um, for for the, for the Panthers and going and you think about you think about all the how different that team was too. Oh my God! Like Dale Talon's very very last season, um, a third of the roster has been turned over, um, and that was for, a playing round year, wasn't it? Yes, it was the COVID bubble in Toronto, and let's th- let's let's talk a little bit about the about a an audio kind of related to the COVID round. So Andrew Imber, um, as uh-huh. um, right now, right now the Predators are leading the shootout one nothing. By the way, um, yes. So Andrew Imber shared a video online of the his video from 2016, his very first season being the PA announcer about him yelling Panthers and then the crowd yelling goal. And before he could even finish, the crowd was saying goal. It was the Teddy Purcell goal in, within a minute of the game in game one. Mm-hmm. And also, during that COVID bubble, um, the – sorry, I was distracted by the shootout. Um, the <laughs> During the COVID bubble, Andrew Imber would post videos of him at home doing the goal calls – too. Ah, yes, I remember that. And he was telling me on the very first time that he uh, went on Locked On Panthers how that was the video that he used exactly. Oh, by the way, if the sh- um, Predators make this one in the shootout, the P- Panthers win the President's Trophy. Ah, and Darcy Kemper makes the save. So it all comes okay. down to David Riddich here. Um, come on, so, Big Rich. Come on. So right now we have it is Nazem Kadri going for. The tie in the oh, final round of the shootout, like in the this. third and final round. So, President's Trophy! Let's go. Let's the go. Panthers have won the President's Trophy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the Nashville Predators win this in a shootout. Wildcat bros, thank you. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> wow. David Riddick. Get that hardware. Doesn't give up a single goal in the shootout. <laughs> Nick, like, I'm glad we waited this out. Oh, yeah. I know we were kind of rambling on a little bit at the end, talking about vacation in Boston uh, <laughs> and all, talking about this, the food around there. But the Panthers did it. For the first time ever in franchise history, your Florida Panthers have won the President's Trophy. Number one seed overall in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Are, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? The chips fell where they did. And just, you know, there was no morning skate for the Panthers today. So there's not going to be a morning skate tomorrow, neither. <laughs> sit, sit, uh, sit, sit. Uh, Reinhardt, sit for Hagee, sit Bennett, sit sit whoever you can. Call more people up, please. Yes. <laughs> Give the boys some time off. Yeah, so hey. a little bit. So, honestly. We're not Vegas over here. 
yeah so i i i they're showing kind of a shot of the crowd and uh in colorado and they look a little stunned watching this on my screen right now and you know i of course colorado fans are probably thinking the way we were if um the panthers didn't get it they're gonna have to get through the western conference as well so it only matter for them if the Panthers uh, make it to the Stanley Cup final. But, Nick, <laughs> I think this is a great place to wrap it up. This almost hour-long edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Before, for people listening, we were thinking, of, we were talking to each other and saying, is this a good time to record? Is it not? It's the best um, time to record. And we, we, we waited it out, and here, here it is. President's trophy it belongs to the Florida Panthers. And let's uh let's uh let's uh let's put a little bit of a comment uh here for Frank Salazar, President Trophy winner, baby. Let's go and hope it's not bad luck. Frank not this year. I, I hope not neither. So let's let's have a little fun with it. Um Florida Panther fans, enjoy tomorrow as well. Enjoy this weekend. Hopefully we'll have an announcement soon about game one and when it's gonna be. And we'll be talking about it here on Monday's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. So everyone have a great, great weekend. And before we wrap up, Nick, tell everybody where they can find you online. Hey, guys, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Prudentia Zero and then also on PantherParkway.com. Um, hope to see you guys next week. And hopefully we're celebrating a 2 nothing series lead in the play in the playoffs. Absolutely. So hopefully by the time by the time Nick comes back where we're, yes we will be talking about two games crazy how that's gonna how time flies just like that so thank you Nick once again and um, see you next Friday see you sir I'll see you later and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL on the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark who will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Stu Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>